Hi, this is Jay Aruga from the Jay Aruga Show. Making contents like this takes time and effort from me and the team. If you like what we're doing, you can show your support by using our Lazada, Shopee, and Amazon affiliate links that you can click on our show notes or in the Jay Aruga Show Facebook page. Since you'll be shopping online anyway, you might as well show your support to the podcast. No extra charge. It's just a way for them to know that we sent you to their site by clicking our affiliate links. And now, on to the show. We're launching a new segment in this podcast. Ano yun? Well, makinig kayo para malaman nyo. Also, Bishop Sok Villegas said something controversial. And napanood nyo ba yung comedy special ni Dave Chappelle na Cause baby, come on closer. Dito lang yan sa The Jay Aruga Show. Kumusta? Welcome to the Jay Aruga Show, the first conservative podcast in the Philippines. Oh, wait, 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 wait. As of this moment, we are also the first conservative, wait for it, TikToker in the Philippines. So thank you. Thank you. Salamat sa karangalang ito na inimpose ko sa sarili ko. Bakit ko naisipang mag TikTok, you might ask. Wala lang. Hindi na kasi ito cool. Kaya naisip ko na mag-TikTok. Next naman na papasukin ko ay dub smash. Also, na-realize ko na ang kagandahan ng TikTok ay pwede ako mag-release ng short thoughts on certain topics without releasing a whole podcast episode about it. Halimbawa, yung thoughts ko sa sinabi ni Bishop Sok Villegas on vote buying. Ay, sorry. Topic nga pala natin yun mamaya dito sa episode. So, so pa, baliwala lang din. Nag-record lang din pala ako ng isang buong episode about it. Hindi lang TikTok video. Pero kung gusto nyo panoorin ang mga TikTok videos na nagawa ko, just follow at the J. Show. Before I proceed, thanks to our guest in the past two episodes. So that's West of Thinking Critical kung saan pinag-usapan namin ang patuloy na pagiging woke ng DC at Marvel Comics ngayon. And also si Father Josie Sikia kung saan marami tayong natutunan about spiritual theology. He broke it down like it's a science. Alam nyo ba ang science kung paano malaman kung ang isang taong kausap nyo ay talagang possessed by the devil? Una, kung nagsasalita siya ng language na alam mong hindi niya alam, like Latin, Greek, or Bisaya. Number two, kung may alam siyang mga sikreto or sins na walang ibang nakakaalam kundi ikaw lang. Halimbawa, binunyag niya na you fantasize about Mike Enriquez na nakabikini. Number three, kung nagpapamala siya ng superhuman strength. And number four, kung may aversion siya to sacred objects like cross, holy water, exercise, salt. Kung wala yung apat na signs na yon, baka may nagawa ka lang kapalpakan kaya galit na galit sa'yo ang boss mo sa office. Alright, 
What is our topic today? Fan ako ng The Narrow Door Podcast. Sa totoo lang, matatawag nyo rin akong Dorito. So ito yung term of endearment ng The Narrow Door Podcast sa mga fans nila. Actually, ang gusto ko is Dorian, pero hindi ko na-submit. Sayang, ang cool pa naman nun. Anyway, wala akong na-miss sa kanilang series na Road to Revelation. In fact, every episode na rinirelease nila ay message Sam O and Burns O Kaasi. I give them my thoughts. Teka, parang magkamag-anak pala si Sam O tsaka si Burns O Kaasi. Baka in a sudden twist of fate, baka nanay pala ni Burns, si Sam. Sa mga hindi familiar sa pinagsasabi ko, I guess it's time na isearch nyo yung The Narrow Door Podcast sa Spotify or Apple Podcast. Then pakinggan nyo yung series nila na tinatawag na ROTR or Road to Revelation. As I'm discussing my thoughts with Burns and Sam, kasi sabi ko nga, every time na nakikinig ako ng episode nila, message ko sila. An idea came into my mind. Why not isummarize ko ang thoughts ko on the Bible dito sa The Jay Aruga Show? Nakalimutan ko kasi na, o oh nga no, may podcast din nga pala ako. So naisip ko silang gayahin. <laughs> na joke lang. Hindi ako Bible scholar, pero, actually lang pero, hindi talaga ako Bible scholar. Ang masasabi ko lang, let's study the Bible together. In this new segment, natatawagin natin, let's get biblical. And obviously, ang theme song sa new segment na ito ay, let's get biblical, biblical. Pero for now, dahil sa under negotiations pa ang pag-list ng rights sa kantang yon, wala muna tayong theme song. Okay? I tried reading the whole Holy Scripture from cover to cover. Kung napanood nyo yung conversion story ko sa Faith Watch, yung CBCP YouTube channel, sinabi ko doon na ginawa ko yon as a response to my ang dating daan friend. Kaso hindi ko naintindihan ang buong revelation ni God by reading the Bible from cover to cover. That's because the Bible is not one book, but a collection of books. Ito ay isang library. And sa library, alam naman natin na ang mga aklat doon ay may groupings based on the genre. Kunari, history, wisdom books, prophecies, gospels, letters, etc. Hindi mo pwedeng basahin ang first book sa shelf ng library until the end at i-expect mo na sorted ang buong history of man chronologically. Also, kung may time kang basahin ang lahat ng librong ito sa isang library, ang masasabi ko lang ay, get a life. Also, kinuwento ko din itong experience na ito sa kaibigan kong baka familiar kayo dito sa kaibigan ko, si Jeff Cavins. Naging guest natin si Jeff Cavins sa past episode. Search nyo lang yon. Dahil dyan, ang susundin nating chronology sa Let's Get Biblical segment natin ay, of course, the narrative of God's salvation story in the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, or GABT for short, which I highly recommend. 
If you want to conduct a Great Adventure Bible Timeline study, you can purchase the course in Ascension Press. It's so worth it. Hindi nala ako binabayaran para sabihin ko ito, but it is one of the two programs that changed my life. Kaya ganito lang ako sa pag-recommend nito. So, in this Let's Get Biblical segment, I'll mostly talk about my thoughts. Ano ba yung mga iniisip ko nung binabasa ko noon yung Bible? Or habang nakikinig ako kay Jeff sa The Great Adventure Bible Timeline? Or siguro habang nakikinig ako sa The Narrow Door or sa Unboxing Catholicism? Hindi ko i-spoil ang mga sinabi ni Jeff, Sam O. Burns, sa kanilang mga programa, at least hindi lahat. I would also like to note that Maiksi lang naman ang podcast ko, so garantisado hindi ko kayang ilagay dito lahat ng mga nasasaad sa buong Bible. Kaya I'll take the miniskirt approach. Ano ka mo yung miniskirt approach? Maring tanongin niyo sa akin, Oh Jay, ano yung miniskirt approach? I'll treat this study like a miniskirt. Long enough to cover the essential parts, short enough to keep you interested. We only have 10 to 20 minutes of each week. Kaya we'll take the miniskirt approach. Aside from GABT, isasama ko na rin yung ideas sa mga ibang sources na nabasa ko like Peter Kreft's You Can Understand the Bible and Scott Hans, A Father Who Fulfills His Promises. Then for Bible difficulties, we might refer to paring Trent Horn's book, yung Hard Sayings. I'll use the 12 periods of GABT sa study natin to guide us on our journey. Kaya I'll refer to the periods as early world, patriarchs, exodus, desert wandering, conquest, royal kingdom, divided kingdom, exile, return from exile, Maccabean revolt, messianic fulfillment, and the church. Now, bakit natin gagawin ito? Ano ngayon kung alam natin ang kwento ng Bible? If we Conservatives want to take back the culture? We should learn our book. The Bible is the best-selling book in the world. Pero despite that, sadly, hindi siya ang most widely read book in the world. Ang malungkot pa dyan is this is supposed to be our story. Sino sa atin ang hindi naiyak nung sinabi ni Tony Stark ang words na I am Iron Man sa Avengers Endgame, yung culmination ng 11 years' worth of movies under the guidance of a genius called Kevin Feige. Kung wala si Kevin Feige, malamang watak-watak ang story ng Marvel Cinematic Universe. Pero dahil in-oversee niya ang lahat ng movies from the first Iron Man film to Avengers Endgame, lahat ng malilit na plot details, lahat ng story beats nag-come into play until the very end. Then si Iron Man, he saved everyone in the universe by doing that snap, that very heroic snap that cost his life. Pero alam nyo, that's fiction. We have a better story with a real-life savior who gave his life for all the sins in the world. And I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. And the stories that culminated to that one heroic act on the cross— and beyond, hindi lang 11 years in the making. It's thousands of years of collected writings. Hindi lang 23 movies, kundi 73 books. 
That's for a Catholic Bible, of course. Pero 66 for Protestants. At di tulad sa MCU, ang authors ng books na ito, for the most part, hindi sila magkakakilala personally. Yung sumulat ng Genesis, hindi sila nagkaroon ng pitch meeting with the guy who wrote Revelation. But despite that, sobrang coherent pa rin ng buong kwento. Kung humanga ka kay Kevin Feige for overseeing the whole MCU, humanga ka sa kanya dahil coherent ang Marvel Cinematic Universe, nagulat ka na ang Infinity Stones pala nakaplant from the very beginning sa loob ng Tesseract, mas humanga ka sa producer na nag-inspire sa mga sumulat ng aklat about our story, which is also his story. Mas marami kasing clues na pinlant ang divine producer na ito from the very first book of the Old Testament up until its fulfillment in the New Testament. Hindi ko nasasabihin na that divine producer is God kasi obvious naman, di ba? But He gave us the Word in Scripture which is both divine because it is inspired by God and human because it is written by human authors. At alam nyo ba kung sino pa ang both divine and human? None other than the fullness of God's Word, the Word incarnate, mas higit pa kay Iron Man, it's Jesus Christ. As we go along, I'm sure magkakaroon tayo ng maraming katanungan. Dahil sabi ko nga, hindi ako Bible scholar. Kung may katanungan kayo sa akin, subscribe kayo sa The J. Aruga Show so that you can get my email address at masusulatan niyo ako. Halimbawa, eto kagad ang tanong na nasa isip ko. What does it mean by Scripture being inspired? Di ba ang Quran tsaka Book of Mormons, they claim that they're also inspired? Ano lamang ng Bible sa kanila? Also, paano ba hinatid ni Lord ang mga words of the Bible sa human authors nito? Para ba silang stenographer sa korte? Yung nagtatype ng mga sinasabi ng abogado, witnesses, tsaka judge? Pero sa halip, mga angels ang nagdidikta sa kanila? Kung ganun, bakit may lines sa 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 14-16, to 16, sabi ni St. Paul, hindi niya maalala kung sino yung mga nababtize niya. Hindi ba alam ng Holy Spirit ang lahat ng bagay? So definitely, hindi dinidikta ni God word per word ang word of God. Mga ganong tanong. Kung may mga tanong kayo, just email me and I'll try to feature your question in this podcast. Again, ang email address ko, makikita nyo sa thejarugashow.com And then make sure to check your email ha, once you subscribe to receive your free ebook. Okay, how do we interpret scripture? May tools na binigay sa atin ang One Holy Apostolic Catholic Church sa CCC o yung tinatawag na The Catechism of the Catholic Church. Una, kung babasahin natin ang paragraphs 109 to 114 of the CCC, number one, be attentive daw to the content and the unity of the whole scripture. Meaning kung magbabasa ka daw ng verse, wag daw nating interpret in isolation sa whole scripture. Kunin daw natin ang context. Hindi obra yung pipikit ka ng mata, if you flip mo yung pages ng Bible, then ituturo mo yung daliri mo sa kung saang verse ito hihinto. It doesn't work that way. Hindi magic eight ball ang Bible. Pangalawa, read scripture 
within the living tradition of the church. Dahil God's word is not just the written word, but also the oral word. And if you're having questions on that, you know the drill, email me. Lastly, sabi sa CCC, be attentive to the analogy of faith. At dito, papasok ngayon ang senses when interpreting scripture. Ano ba yung mga senses na ito? Nasasad ito sa CCC 115 to 118. There's the literal sense and the spiritual sense. The literal sense is literal. Kung ano yung talagang meaning ng sinulat. Halimbawa, the great flood nung panahon ni Noah, the parting of the Red Sea nung time ni Moses. We can say na literal na nangyari ang mga bagay na yan. However, sabi ni CCC, hindi dapat tayo nagtatapos sa literal sense. Kailangan siya sa atin din natin ang spiritual sense. At may tatlong klase ng spiritual sense. First, the allegorical sense. How does it relate to Christ? In short, ito yung mga typology. Yung sinasabi ni St. Augustine na the New Testament is concealed in the Old and the Old Testament is revealed in the New. Halimbawa, yung sinabi natin kanina, the Great Flood and the Parting of the Red Sea, they relate to Christ in such a way that these events prefigures Christ's institution of the baptism of water and spirit in John chapter 3, verse 5. Ang isa pang example is Hosea 11, verse 1. Basa. So sabi dun, Out of Egypt I called my son. This can have the literal sense. O nga naman, the Lord called the people of Israel from Egypt. It can also have the allegorical sense because from Egypt, the Lord Jesus Christ was called as mentioned in Matthew chapter 2, verse 15. Then there's the moral sense. How does this story relate to us? Halimbawa, the story of Israel in Exodus as slaves of Egypt. This could very well be our story too and our bondage to false idols and sin. Minsan, di natin namamalayan pero nagpro-provide ng comfort sa atin ang mga bagay na katulad ng K-drama or Call of Duty na linalaro mo sa phone kapag stress tayo. Nothing wrong with that pero may tendency tayo na ito ang maging Egypt natin to a point na baka itong mga ito ang pinapalit na natin kay God. Remember the first commandment, di ba? Just as Moses freed the Israelites from Egypt, so did Jesus liberate us and will liberate us from sin in our lives. So may allegorical sense pa rin. And the third form of spiritual sense is the anagogical sense. How does it relate to the future or to the promise of eternal life? Example, Isaiah 66 verse 10 to 11. Rejoice, O Jerusalem! And come together, all you that love her. Rejoice with joy, you that have been in sorrow, that you may exalt and be filled from the breast of your consolation. Dito, Isaiah was prophesying about the return of Jerusalem from their Babylonian exile. But it could also very well be the Lord's triumph in the end times. So there you have it. The different senses in interpreting scripture, the literal sense and the spiritual sense. Then under spiritual sense, we have the allegorical sense, which asks the question, how does it relate to Christ? 
the moral sense, how does it relate to us? And the anagogical sense, how does it relate to the future? Next installment ng Let's Get Biblical will start from the very beginning. Of course, di ba? Kaya ika nga nang sinabi ng isang 20th century thinker na nagangalang Miss Maria, when you read, you begin with ABC. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. So sa Bible, we start at the first three chapters of Genesis. Kaya assignment nyo yan. Bibigyan ko kayo ng assignment. Okay lang? Kailangan natin malaman kung saan nagsimula ang lahat. The Bible is our book. It's a Christian book. It's a Catholic book. We need to regain it. If we want to take back the culture. Before we proceed, I'd like to make a quick shout-out kina Gab, Mia, Titanella, Voltaire, Dax, Halel, Ruth, Kara, Majo, Kalin, Joshua, Kuya Broads, and Ace. Salamat sa pakikinig ng podcast at salamat sa pagsuporta nyo dito. Okay, it's time for What's News? There have been much fanfare on the statement made by Bishop Sok Villegas two weeks ago on vote buying. It has been heavily debated by Catholics, Christians, and of course, yung mga nambabashke bishop for opposing the most reverend King Digong. Dumami kasi yung bashers ni bishop eh, after niya i-criticize si Presidente. Basically, sinasabi lang naman ni Bishop ang widely accepted na belief na tanggapin ang pera, iboto ang kursunada. And hindi ko sinasabing tama yan. Ha? Baka mamaya ako, ako naman ang ibash nyo. Pero in fairness kay Bishop, he said that vote buying and selling is a sin to God and against the law. Then he said, and I quote, you may accept the money, but not because you promise to fulfill your end of deal, but because you are in dire need for yourself and your family. You're not obliged to fulfill an immoral, illegal contract. End of quote. Of course, dahil may TikTok na ako, kinailangan kong mag-weigh in on every little news that this world has to offer. Kahit pa ang news ay ang pag-utot ni Chris Aquino. Kaya, ang sabi ko sa TikTok video ko, at the very least, this is a moral dilemma. Yun lang. Hindi ko sinabing ang moral dilemma has no right answer. Therefore, we shouldn't think about it further. Hindi ko sinabi yun. Sinasabi ko lang na it is hard to discern. That is why we need to pray about it. Involve natin si God. At ito din naman talaga ang gusto ni Lord to involve Him in our decisions in life. We are called to humility. It's the first beatitude. Ayon yung maniwala? 
ang first beatitude is, Blessed are the poor in spirit. And according to the CCC, paragraph 2546, Poverty in spirit is voluntary humility. St. Augustine also attested to that in his commentary on the Beatitudes. Anyway, what are moral dilemmas? Here's one example. Kunwari na sa isang lifeboat kayo at ikaw ang kapitan ng barkong pinanggalingan nyo. Labing tatlong katao kayo sa lifeboat, pero sampu lang ang capacity ng lifeboat. Kaya may chance na lumubog ito kung hindi nyo babawasan ang mga nakasakay. Either... Sa door number one, magtatapon ka ng tatlong tao sa dagat or you'll choose door number two. Lahat kayo ay sama-samang malulunod. Ano ang pipiliin mo? Ding, 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 ding. Time is ticking. So, ano? ano? Well, mahirap kasi moral dilemma ito. Another example I gave sa TikTok video is yung sikat na thought experiment about lying. Kunwari may tinatago kang Jews sa basement nung panahon ng World War II. At may kumatok na Nazi soldier na nagtanong sa inyo kung may Jews daw ba kayong tinatago sa bahay mo. Then, inabutan mo siya ng orange juice. Hindi, sorry, joke lang. Baduy. <laughs> the dilemma here is magsisinungaling ka ba para isave ang mga Jews Alam naman natin na masama magsinungaling, di ba? Or magsasabi ka ng totoo, hindi ka nakapagsinungaling, pero mapapatay ang mga Jews. Maraming ways para makalusot dito ng hindi ka magsisinungaling or hindi ka magkakasala. Sabi nila, pwede mo daw sabihin, There are no Jewish dogs in this house. Technically, wala ka namang sinabing kasinungalingan dahil mga humans yun, hindi sila Jewish dogs. Sabi ng iba, kahit magsinungaling ka daw sa situation na yon, ay hindi daw ito kasalanan because the Nazis are evil and their right to the truth is nullified. But again, one thing is for sure. This is a dilemma. To a point na nagkaroon ng debate sa Pines with Aquinas YouTube channel ni Matt Frad answering if lying is always wrong. Nag-debate si na Father Gregory Pine and Dr. Janet Smith about this. Si Father Pine, nandun siya sa side na, yes, if you like to save the Jews, it is at least a venial sin. Si Dr. Smith naman, nandun siya sa side na, no, it wouldn't be a sin. And both presented a very good case. Kung nagsasalita si Father Pine, parang masusway ka sa side niya. Pag nagsalita si Dr. Smith, masusway ka sa side niya. Parang equal yung case, eh, parehong mabigat. Another example is, masama ba yung ginagawa ng mga nag-undercover work para expose ang evils ng abortion industry kung saan binibenta ng mga abortionist ang body parts ng aborted fetus? At alam naman natin, ang undercover work requires a bit of deception and lying. One other thing I brought up is the doctrine of double effect. So sa mga hindi nakakaalam ang doctrine of double effect states that sometimes it is permissible to cause a harm as a side effect or double effect when bringing about a good result. But it would not be permissible 
to cause such harm as a means to bring about the same good result. Gets? Okay, to expound. Ang isang popular example nito is during an ectopic pregnancy sa usaping abortion. Hindi mo pwedeng i-abort ang baby to save the mother. Meaning, hindi mo pwedeng pisain ang ulo ni baby na nasa fallopian tube at patayin mo ito para i-save ang mother. However, if we are to apply the doctrine of double effect, ang pwede mong gawin ay putulin mo ang part ng fallopian tube kung saan nandun ang baby. This will save the mother, ngunit there's an undesirable effect wherein mamamatay ang bata. The difference between the two methods is kung ano yung means na ginawa mo to save the mother. Pareho naman yung result, one is moral, the other is not. Ang binigay kong example nito sa TikTok video ko is, and ito yung nag-spark ng a bit of discussion. Sabi ko, hindi ka pwedeng magnakaw from a grocery store to save a person dying of hunger. Dahil in my opinion, ang pagnanakaw is an evil act. And from here, I had a very interesting discussion with my friend Matthew. So this is from the FB page, Matthew's Intellectual Mosh Pit. So follow nyo siya. Nag-guest na ako sa, ano, sa stream niya. And batalinong tao si Matthew. Very respectful and I enjoyed my conversation with him. Unlike other people na yung mga nakaka-debate ko sa FB page natin, ang goal lang is lumabas na siya ang tama. And minsan hindi ko mahanapan ng humility na parang we're seeking the truth together. Ibahin mo si Matthew. Anyway, sabi ni Matthew, the doctrine of the universal destination of goods would make taking food from a grocery store to feed a person dying of hunger not a sin. Then I discussed with Matthew offline. I asked him, wouldn't it pose a danger to justify socialism? I mentioned Sam Rocha, yung nakadebate ni Trent Horn on socialism. Sam used the universal destination of goods to justify socialism dun sa debate na yon. Then Matthew told me na you can twist any Catholic doctrine to justify anything, even the LGBTQ agenda. And nakita ko yung point niya. Anyway, these are discussions for another time. I still have a lot to learn on the doctrine of the universal destination of goods. I told Matthew that I need to read about it more. Matthew's point is that given the condition that someone is dying from hunger, it would not be a sin if you take food from a grocery store, even if the owner doesn't have the knowledge of it. Sabi ko naman, it's at least a venial sin. Sa exchange na to, parang ako si Father Gregory Pine and si Matthew si Dr. Janet Smith. We agreed to disagree on that. My point in all of this is discern. Discern your tough moral questions with God. Be prudent. Prudence is a virtue that we are all called to do. Offer your problem to Him. It will bring us closer to God if we pray to Him about our problems. There are two extremes na sana iwasan natin when we face dilemmas. One is you're very sure, you're very certain of your choice that you left God out of it. The other is you are paralyzed by the choices in front of you 
that you ended up doing nothing. So to wrap this up, be humble, pray about it. If you feel guilty of your choice, ikumpisal mo. God is merciful. Basang malaga in every decision involve the Lord. And now, it's time for Dirty Pop! In this week's Dirty Pop, I'm ashamed to say na ngayon ko lang napanood ang The Closer ni Dave Chappelle sa Netflix. The reason it took me this long is because akala ko, napanood ko na lahat ng meat ng comedy special na yon. Napanood ko kasi yung mga clips niya sa YouTube mula sa mga nag-comment about this. Hindi pa pala. Hindi ko pa pala napapanood ang pinakamatinding meat ng comedy special. Napakadami pa nitong maio offer Just to give you a bit of a context, si Dave Chappelle is a stand-up comedian and he has joked about the LGBT community before. And because of this, napunta siya sa crosshair nila. At ang mga LGBTQ employees ng Netflix, nagwelga sila sa labas ng kumpanya, asking the company to take down the special from their lineup. Typical cancel culture methodology. An outraged mob trying to get a person fired for something that, in their mind, is an atrocious statement or a hateful joke. I'm surprised na hindi nag-cave in ang Netflix. Maging si Chappelle. Kasi historically, ang nangyayari kapag nagpakita ng galit ang outrage mob, magbibigay ng public apology ang nasasakdal. And kahit na nagbigay ng public apology ang person na ito, the person being cancelled, hindi magtatapos doon ang demands ng mob. Kailangan matanggal siya sa trabaho. Hindi titigil ang mob until hindi natatanggal sa trabaho ang taong gusto nilang i-cancel. Then, they sharpen their pitchforks for the next guy or girl they cancel. Sa totoo lang, nung napanood ko yung The Closer, it turns out that this is special is Chappelle's ode to cancel culture. And if the outraged mob was successful at canceling Chappelle, what they'll do is they will only prove him right. Anong point ni Chappelle that would be proven right? Panoorin nyo na lang para malaman nyo. Pero ang masasabi ko lang ay may heart pala yung show. Hindi pala nabigyan ng justice ng mga malilit na clips na napanood ko sa internet, yung palabas. May part sa dulo kung saan mga yak-yak na si Dave sa dinanas ng kaibigan niya dahil sa cancel culture. I didn't expect the ending to be so emotional na gusto ko na sanang magbigay ng standing ovation kay Chappelle. Nandun ako sa living room ko eh. Tatayo na sana ako kaso tinamadla ako at magmumukha akong tanga kung may nakakita sa akin. And in fact, mas naniniwala na ako ngayon na those who went to the streets to oppose this special, yung mga nagwelga sa office ng Netflix, malamang hindi talaga nila napanood ang special ng buo to begin with. Alam niyo kung ano yung nakakainis sa cancel culture? It's not that people shouldn't be held accountable to their past or present actions. 
it's not that it's bad to sympathize with the minority groups. It's because cancel culture makes something big out of something petty. Take Kevin Hart, for example. Natanggal siya sa pagiging host sa Oscars for a joke about gays that he made eight years ago, which he already apologized for, but they asked him to apologize again. Then si Chris Harrison of The Bachelor, he was canceled for noting the nuance of cancel culture na hindi man lang siya yung original na kinakancel. Kumbaga, he was just caught in the crossfire. Yet, he is canceled. Gina Carano was canceled for making the same Nazi analogy as her Mandalorian co-star Pedro Pascal. She was just unfortunate na nasa other side siya ng political aisle. The CEO of the gaming company Tripwire stepped down from the company after supporting the Texas heartbeat law. From the looks of it, mukhang galing talaga sa far left lahat ng mga nagka-cancel. At ang malungkot pa dito, mostly na nagka-call ng cancellation, hindi naman sila yung naapektuhan talaga ng offense ng person being canceled. I doubt millions of gay people are losing sleep because of what Kevin Hart said in his stand-up routine eight years ago. Kung di nga ito nahalungkat, walang makakaalam na sinabi niya ito eh. It seems like cancel culture is just an exercise of power. It's not like they care na tinanggalan mo ng means of livelihood ang taong kinansel mo. Pakailan mo ba kung may pinapakaing pamilya yung taong kinansel nyo? Once you remove that job from that person, the power is exercised. Then they move on to find the next person to cancel. Alam nyo ba na Christians are the most persecuted group in the world? Search mo yung BBC article entitled, Christian Persecution at Near Genocide Levels. Sa China, sa Middle East, sa Europe, sa Canada, tinatanggal ang mga crosses, sinisira at vinavandalize ang mga simbahan at iba pang church symbols. Pinapatay ang clergy. And yet, hindi kami nagtatawag ng cancellation every time we were depicted in Hollywood as bad people. At every time may jokes about Catholics na, kunwari yung Catholic priest are pedophiles. Sina Joe Rogan, Ricky Gervais, Bill Maher, all told jokes about Catholics. And we don't care. We don't call for them to be cancelled. We understand that it's a joke. I still love them for their thoughts. If you guys in the far left has the power to cancel anyone who makes jokes about you, the jokes that made you feel uncomfortable, maybe, just maybe, maybe you're not a minority after all. So, The Closer by Dave Chappelle Get woke points, 2 out of 5. May konting woke elements pa rin siya, like white men, bad jokes. Go broke points, 1 out of 5. So sa rating system natin, the lower the better. So, it means I enjoy the show. Alright, this has been another episode of the J. Aruga Show. At the end of the day, it will be night. Goodbye! If this episode made your day, or even if it didn't, 
please press that follow button right there. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Spread the word, tell your friends, family, your dog to subscribe as well. Thank you very much.